my wife a lot of times will be, so what are you, what are you gonna do today after you run? <laughs> That's right. Sometimes, you know, when I'm training for something specific, it is nice to have pace or distance uh, or power from the foot pod. All right, everybody, welcome into the Run the Race podcast. You know who I am, Jason Dennis, local TV news anchor, and marathon runner, and uh, a devoted Christian. And uh, we uh, are talking about running today. Um, in fact, this is the first day of spring. Uh, it doesn't really feel like it around here in Georgia and Alabama. In fact, uh, this morning it was in the, the 20s and 30s, so it feels more like winter. But maybe where you are, it's a little warmer. And uh, But hopefully you got a chance to get outside and enjoy it wherever you are wherever you're listening to this podcast and uh, I'm able to maybe get active this week and uh, speaking of getting active um, I um, you know several years ago I started something that was new to me it was called run streak and I had never really thought about like you know maybe you know I was normally running four or five times a week but run streak I was like does that mean you run naked or, or streaking but no that means you run every single day and then that streak lasts however long you run every day. And so my longest run streak was 762 days. That was more than two years. That ended last summer. I was on vacation. I simply forgot. It was midnight, so it was all over for me. But my latest run streak is uh, about to hit 300 days, so almost a year this time around. But my guest for today is a friend of mine that we met uh, several years ago while pacing the Callaway Gardens half and full marathons uh, in Pine Mountain, Georgia, just uh, north of Columbus and just south of Atlanta. Uh, Steve Warren, uh, he's 71 years young, not years old, uh, and uh, he has now surpassed three years on his run streak. In fact, the day we're recording this uh, is day 1,000. 113. So back, I think around Thanksgiving, he had the comma day, which was 1,000 <laughs> days. But now he's uh, surpassed three years and he's still running every single day. He runs more miles than I do and just as fast. And so, uh, um, you know, Steve uh, was uh, grew up in the Seattle area out west in Washington State, uh, took some, uh, got, uh, was working towards a computer science degree at Northern Kentucky University. So he spent some time there and uh, near Cincinnati and Ohio. And He's been married for uh, close to about 45 years. They have one son. They started running back in the early 1980s, so running off and on now for the last 40 plus years, and um, you know runs all distances. You know half marathons. He's run. He says 271 races. That's what how many of he's logged actually, but probably he's run more than that. 47 of those have been marathons. Nine ultras. A bunch of 5Ks because that's what he's been doing a lot lately, and still runs. 23, 25-minute 5Ks at 71 years old. So we're going to talk about technology, how he tracks heart rate and keeps up with other stats, running with other people, running the Boston Marathon three times, which he's done, um, injuries he's faced along the way, uh, why and how he stays so active at age 70, and uh, so much more advice for you uh, if you are a brand new runner or if you are an experienced runner. Steve uh, you know, has a lot of knowledge because uh, him and I, when we run together, we, we do a lot of talking. If we're running for 30 minutes together or running for three hours together, a lot of us uh, swapping of stories. So Steve, uh, thank you so much for uh, coming by and joining us today. Well, thank you. Glad to, glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, well, first of all, 
people that maybe listen to this podcast and uh, you know thinking to themselves, okay, you know, being seventy-one and running is is an accomplishment, but running more than three years every single day seems like a uh, an impressive, crazy thing to do. So, I guess the first question is, why uh, do you run every day for this long? Well, actually, it, it uh, was an accident that I got started. A misunderstanding, uh, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, in uh, 2017, I noticed on Strava that one of my uh, nieces, nieces and nephews out in the Seattle area were on uh, day two of their running streak, they said. Two. And uh, so I thought, well, the year before, in the same time frame from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day, I had run um, a, in a group that, uh, uh, Facebook group, that the object was to run 100 miles in that time period. Uh, and of course, myself and a couple other people turned it into more of a competition to see how many total miles we could run. But that's what I thought I was getting into in 2017, was another one of those short, just Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve adventures. Well, I got on the, the Facebook group for this thing and found out that there was people that had been running every single day, at least one mile a day, for years and years and years. So uh, it just kind of, once I got in, into the group, I've just kind of kept going as much as I can. Had a, a few breaks for injuries. Yeah. But uh, like I say, the current streak is a little over three years. Yeah. Is for you, does it seem, um, I mean, when we use the word odd, but does it seem unusual to be running every single day for three years? I mean, I know you're in the group, so you're, you're amongst, uh, you know, company that have done this, but to, to, you know, the, the people that are maybe don't do this, do they think it's crazy or? Uh, yeah, a lot of people think it's crazy. A lot of people <laughs> think it will lead to being injured, you know, injured all the time. Yeah. Uh, but the, the key thing is it really is just a mile a day which is not um, not that hard to do. But it, it, uh, um, there, are, I mean, there are days where it, it takes me a while to, to get out the door. But uh, once again, it's just a mile a day is all that's really required. Yeah. Uh, and what I usually find is about uh, a quarter mile into that, that one mile, I'm only gonna run one mile today, I don't really feel like it, you know. Uh, about a quarter mile into the run, all of a sudden I go, well, maybe we could make this three miles and uh, sometimes it just kind of goes on yeah but you run a lot more than that because I know that you um, in the last uh, probably dozen years you've run nearly 30,000 miles which is you know more than 2,000 miles a year you're at least starting last year you wanted to average about six miles a day so um, and that's that's kind of calming down for Steve Warren <laughs> so um, you know and uh, you're retired which helps to be able to kind of run when you want to run that does and then so you have a wife that is uh, I guess on board with this she's okay with the you her husband running every single day uh, she, she's accepting of the of <laughs> You know my <laughs> idiosyncrasies, I guess you could say. <laughs> so, so how and then and to people who ask about that, about, say you know, um, how do you, you know keep yourself not injured? How do you kind of run every single day? Is it uh, are you stretching? Are you kind of running slower pace? Um, so how do you kind of keep this longevity and endurance going? Um, well, I, actually, I don't really do much of anything other than run as far as exercise goes. I don't. Uh, occasionally I'll stretch a little bit if I start to feel tight uh, in, in a particular place, but uh, for the most part uh, I've kind of grown to embrace the, 
you know, 80-20 principle where 80% of your uh, running should be at a pretty easy pace. And uh, one of the, you, know, you mentioned technology uh, earlier, one of the things that I use is, a, is a, the Stride foot pod, which measures power, and it, it's very helpful in making, keep, uh, helping me keep into the lower levels of power, uh, because there is a tendency for a lot of runners, uh, as you, uh, throughout the run, you start to speed up, yeah. just as you loosen up, get warmed up, uh, and it's, it's easy to turn what is supposed to be an easy run into a hard run. Uh, so the, the, the foot pod, among other things, kind of helps me uh, rein myself in and say, no, today we're just going to keep it in the easy zone. And I've, and I've got a little you know, metric on the watch I can keep an eye on to make sure that I don't get too carried away. Yeah. And back when you were, you know, 25, 30 years old, did you ever think that, okay, you know, the 70-year-old version of myself would be running, you know, 2,000-plus miles a year and running every single day? Or um, <laughs> No, it never, it never occurred to me. <laughs> so is this something that, you know, um, you, I mean, do you just really truly enjoy it, or it's just now it's just become kind of a habit for you? Um, it, well, it's an, it's an enjoyable habit. There, there's definitely... Uh, a lot of days where I enjoy just going out and, and uh, I don't really have a plan a lot of times uh, other than you know to run and uh, here in Columbus there's a lot of different places to run so a lot of times I just go out the door and, and uh, get to a corner and I go mm, maybe I'll go left here you know <laughs> and uh, it's just you know it's kind of my um, I guess it's my own you know time alone often to uh, just uh, enjoy the world uh, a lot of you know neat places to see here in Columbus and and uh, just uh, kind of a relaxing thing to do yeah and uh, well speaking of ma making turns and stuff I know the st. Patty's Day 5k we just had you and several others in the race to make a made a different turn and I guess shorten the race by like a, a tenth of a mile or something like that because you know that can, and it was in the rain right the st. Patty's Day 5k yeah, it, was, it was pretty wet yeah <laughs> and we, we weren't really trying to avoid uh, the rain it just uh, someone misunderstood the route, I guess, and, and the, the pack that I happened to be in the middle of went went the wrong way, and uh, so I went with them yeah. and uh, ended up, you know, cutting it a little bit short, <laughs> which was, it actually, to me, that was kind of a disappointment because I felt like I was having a pretty good race, yeah. and I would have liked to have known what my time would have been for the full 5K. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's people that are, you know, 40 years old or even my in my age, 50 or whatever, that, you know, are just get are tired sometimes, especially after they work out. Or if you have a, a week where you run 30, 40, 50 miles that week. Um, so at, at your age, do you feel like you get tired? Because people would think that, OK, you know, you're retired, you're in your 70s and you're so active. So d d or maybe does running give you maybe energy you maybe wouldn't normally have? have um, I think it helps it helps uh, it helps wake me up and keep me keep me going I guess yeah, really yeah. Um, and uh, not just your body maybe your mind too. yeah yeah a um, little bit of both uh, you know I mean I do uh, you know I mean I'll, I'll come home after a, a long run like we ran the the half marathon uh, distance uh, well actually you ran longer but uh, <laughs> this past uh, weekend yeah, yeah. Uh, we ran the half marathon distance Saturday morning really early 
after running the St. Paddy's Day 5K Friday evening. So by Saturday afternoon, I was I was pretty tired. And, uh, <laughs> Time for a nap. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, you you, uh, you get over it. Yeah. And you've told me about, um, you mentioned to me off mic about um, you had a bad injury in the early 90s with your lower back um, after running a marathon and you had to go through, you know, chiropractor and a lot of stretching and help there. Have you, you know, has, um, how do you keep from getting injured? I mean, I know you kind of the the slower running, but is that something that you are concerned about or maybe your wife's concerned about? Well, I do, I do try to pay attention to all the little uh, aches and pains, and that's, I guess that's maybe, you know, because I have been running for a long time, I can generally tell the difference between, uh, you know, just a little something versus uh, an, an actual injury that's going to get worse. So I have no problem at all with backing off, uh, you know, if, if I think that I'm on the verge of, you know, causing some sort of an injury, especially Actually, in a way, the streaking kind of helped me uh, develop that because uh, if you get injured, it becomes really hard to keep the streak going. And I did have to, uh, after I initially started, I had to break it a couple times because of uh, hamstring uh, soreness. Not really, I can't really say it was like a terrible injury, but it was, it got pretty painful. It was hard to run on, so ended up you know, going a little vis- physical therapy uh, and uh, getting things back in, in order. And so now I do, um, so it's more a matter of um, if, I, if I feel like something's on the verge of causing a problem, I'll just, I'll back off, you know. It's not, it's not worth, uh, you know, that particular run necessarily to put myself out of commission for weeks. Yeah, and you got, and like you said, you got to listen to your body, and your body's telling you something, you know, to get more sleep or to you know, run fewer miles or run slower that time. But also, you know, like you talked about, and I think that you said, you know, kind of, um, you know, swimming and, and trying to, and taking time off from running, you were trying to be disciplined about running. And and I think you know, for me, like the run streak kind of takes the 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 guessing out of it like you know you don't really think am i going to run today you wake up and you're like i'm going to run today yeah. you know and it's kind of like it's like okay i'm going to do it whether it be 1 mile or 5 miles or 10 miles whatever my plan or where my my body feels like that day and so that's that's kind of like it's not even like a question anymore right for for you or me in that case right yeah pretty much yeah that's uh and usually you know like you know, my wife a lot of times will be. So what are you? What are you going to do today after you run? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Our our wives are are saints for sure. And, and speaking of injuries, I know I've been with you a couple of times where you've. Um, I know one time we were running one of those half marathons. I think it might have been slippery, and we step try to step up on the curb, and you missed the curb and went straight down. I think uh, face first or hands first. And then we had another race recently where you were just slightly behind me and you, um, I think, fell and face first as well because I think you came out and you had like blood on your face or like a bandage or something. You were like a like a wounded uh, warrior runner, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, the, uh, um, uh, my uh, running uh, form or style, however you run it, I, you know, I, I guess I'm, maybe I'm efficient uh, or lazy. Um, you're the sure. le- you're the leaning shuffler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't lift my feet any higher than necessary. So it is possible uh, curbs and 
you know, uh, uneven sidewalks occasionally catch me. Uh, usually I'm uh, pretty good at, uh, you know, doing kind of a tuck and roll. Uh, that, that last one at the uh, red nose half, uh, I, I wasn't ready for it at all. And I just went, like you say, face, face first yeah. on, onto the bricks. Uh, and uh, so uh, it was, you know, I did, uh, I think my glasses must have uh, hit the side of my face or something. and. Uh, I, Put a little bit of gash, a gash in there, yeah. and so of course it, it bled pretty good. But you know, we we got a, a little bandaid on it, and I got to the finish. <laughs> you give a lot to the sport, and you, and you kept on running. You're like, I'm going to finish this thing. So, um, and uh, you have. Um, run Boston Marathon three times. Um, I haven't I had a chance to yet because I have to um, uh, I have to get my my marathon best time down by about 40 minutes, which is a dramatic drop. I'm not sure when I'll when I'll get there, maybe when I turn 60 or something. Um, but most recently you ran the Albany Combos Marathon, which uh, first marathon you've run in a while, it used to be called Snickers and a pretty flat nice course um, you know in, in middle Georgia and you did the BQ there right boston qualified uh, there yeah. by about seven or eight minutes yeah uh, i believe it at my current age uh the uh, four hours and 20 minutes is the the cutoff for uh qualifying and uh i ran a 4 12 in a few seconds wow that's great that's great so what was it um for those who haven't run boston marathons or maybe those who have what was the the boston marathon you you ran it um see what years you what years did you run boston uh well, 2012 was the first year. Okay. Uh, also, uh, 2014 and uh, 2019, I believe. Okay. What were those experiences like? Uh, it's pretty awesome. I, you know, I'm not a. Um, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm generally not a fan of really, really big races. Uh, I kind of like small uh, events, uh, but uh, it's it's that it's kind of it's hard to to imagine because the the marathon takes over the entire city at least all the parts that I was in everybody everybody knows that it's the Boston Marathon weekend and uh, so anywhere you go you know if you have anything that looks like a runner somebody wants to talk to you about running Boston and uh, you know the whole experience you know because it's a point-to-point uh, you know you, you go to the finish line and then you're bust out to the start and so, uh, and it's, they get this huge setup at a uh, high school uh, where the uh, runners start in, in three or four waves. Uh, and it's just the, the entire 26 miles from the start to the finish is just lined with spectators all screaming like you're about ready to win. You know, <laughs> even though you're, you know, out, you know, because I usually uh, start in one of the later waves, the actual winner is probably done and taking a shower and eating a snack by the time I, you know, uh, you know, get in, get to the start even. And, and it's warmer because if you're starting at like 11 a.m. or noon, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, the temperatures are up there. You yeah. Know? So it's a, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty overwhelming, awesome experience. You know, uh, you know, highly, I highly recommend if you know if anybody that that can qualify that they at least try it one time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping I may go the charity route where I raise $10,000 or something like that, kind of the, the back door way. And, you know, getting the opportunity to run Boston Marathon and, and do all these runs and, you know, close to 300 races over the decades. 
um, and people, you know, kind of, you know, it's, it's very impressive. Would you, do you have any advice for folks that, whether they're new runners, but also maybe people there in their 60s or 70s, which is a smaller age group at some of these 5K races, would you, do you have any advice or recommendations for them about how to, um, I mean, either get started running or to continue running even at, you know, because some people think, okay, at retirement, I'm just going to kind of chill on my couch, go on vacations and not be as active. But what would you recommend to folks that, that you know? Well, I, you know, uh, I, I actually would recommend trying to find uh, some sort of community of runners. And that's been a really big thing for me here in Columbus. Uh, when I moved here in uh, late 2009, uh, the, there were a lot of runners, I guess, but uh, it wasn't quite as obvious. Uh, and uh, just, you know, since then, it's, it's really bloomed. And that's one of the things, you know, that makes it so much, so easy, you know, to go out and run, you know, like, like we did Saturday, you know. I mean, I had run a, a pretty hard 5K the night before, but knowing I was going to have people to run with and talk and, uh, you know, solve the world's problems as we're yeah. running our, our race. Our, not our race, <laughs> but our, our well, run. And we, and we met somebody new that, I mean, he ran with us for like, you know, nine or ten miles. And so, and we, I mean, you, you get to know, it's strange. You get to know folks, you know, because some people think, you know, oh, well, how can you talk while you run? Well, that's what we're doing. It's conversational pace. You yeah, know? exactly. And that's, that's probably... Part of what, uh, like you say, avoiding injury and everything is is doing that conversational pace, and um, you know that I mean that's to me that's that's the, the largest part. You know, initially when I started running, you know, a long time ago, it was a definitely a solo thing. I mean, let's be honest. I, I ran. I used. I started running at four thirty in the morning because I didn't want anybody to see me because <laughs> I felt so awkward when, when you were when you were new. Yeah, when I was new, I felt I felt awkward and. Uh, I couldn't run. I, I guess I kind of did my own version of couch to 5K, in that I would go out and I would run until I couldn't run, which w usually was like half a block, you know. And then I'd have to walk a little bit, and then I would run a little bit more, and then walk a little bit more. And over time, it just kind of builds up. And that's probably the the other thing is it it does take time to to build up. And you know, it took me a long time to uh, before I ran my first marathon. Um, I, mean, I guess I haven't really sat down and calculated several, several years, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, you know, it was many, many years. You know, I do see a lot of people uh, now that seem to to get into the uh, longer distance a lot faster than I did. Yeah, but. Um, if it works for them, that's that's fine too. And it's more popular now than it was, you know, 40, 50 years ago. And, and there's more opportunities, like you said. There's we have the Columbus Roadrunners Group, which is great organizing free things and races that you pay for and get a, a medal and a shirt and those kind of things. And you and I, you now we've since we, you know, kind of we I'm sure we had run across each other at races, you know, four, five, six years ago. But you know, uh, met. I was pacing the Callaway Gardens Half Marathon, the 2:15 pace. And and you were running, pacing as the official pacer for the Callaway Gardens full marathon at 4:30, and I think that morning it was like the 30s. Nobody was really running with us. It was you know blustery, and we were like, okay, well I guess we'll kind of pace each other, you know, along the way. And we were got to talking, and since then, you know, we've um, struck up a friendship where we, um, you know, probably run together almost every week. So probably over the three years, 
probably run together a hundred times or more or something like that. So do you find, like, I know you run at least probably half the time solo, you go out and run your three miles, six miles, eight miles, and maybe some speed work. Do you, um, is there a big difference you find between running solo and running with one person or a group of people? Um, well, I think the, the, the uh, uh, when I run solo, a lot of times it's, I have a, a very definite plan, you know. Currently, I'm not really training for anything specific, but usually, uh, often if I'm specifically training for a marathon, I'll have a, a pretty much a set plan. So I'll go out and I'll go do my thing, you know. Uh, but um, on the other hand, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's very nice, it's refreshing uh, to be able to go out and, and uh, talk to other people and it becomes more of a, uh, it's like, you know, going to uh, coffee with someone, it yeah. just happened to be moving. <laughs> it's like some people go out and golf for like three or four hours and yeah. and uh, we're just happened to be running which is I mean we're probably just a little crazy but um, <laughs> and it's also I think accountability right I mean I know that you and I you know uh, run pretty much every day and so we don't maybe have as much of an issue with accountability but a lot of folks need you know having that we're gonna you're gonna meet somebody yeah. at 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. that day you know you don't want to let that other person down and, and they're they're waiting for you and and so somebody else is counting on you to be there right true yeah yeah and and uh, kind of you know even even being accountable to yourself uh, the uh, one of the things I, I think I kind of got possibly got started with a sort of a semi streaking mentality was when I first started running I would run pretty regularly not not every day definitely but I would run pretty regularly and I'd get in relatively good shape and maybe I'd go run a, a 10K or something, you know, and uh, then something would happen. I'd get busy at work, we'd be traveling or whatever, and I wouldn't run for a while. And then I would say, okay, now I'm gonna go for another run and I'd end up, I felt like I was starting over again. It's like it never uh, stuck. So that kind of, that was, you know, fairly early on I realized that uh, running at least a couple times a week regularly kind of made it kept me in a good enough shape that I could could run without having to uh, go through the whole uh, starting over again process yeah and I know you know you um, you know you and I talk when we run and, and you are very much into like you know you're, you're a computer science guy so you're into data yeah. and technology and trying different things and okay let's see if this works better than this and you got the foot pod you were talking about earlier you got your different watches that you use Garmin and to, to track uh, different things um, so I'm um, in heart rates included in that um, so what's the importance of like technology is that something that cause some people like less technology, some people like to use a lot of it when they're running. Yeah, well, um, I I like technology just because, like you say, it, it's just something that I'm interested in, computers and you know uh, things. So it's to me, it's it, it it's just an interesting addition. I don't really feel like I need it. Yeah. Uh, like today, for example, when I ran, I I ran more by the you know perceived exertion scale rather than anything else. I really wasn't paying any attention to the watch. Running by feel, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I have, um, I have some, you know, neighborhood routes that I run. So I know how far I'm running roughly, you know, so I don't really even need to watch the watch for distance or anything. It's just more of, of uh, you know, going out and running by feel. 
but at the same time sometimes you know when I'm training for something specific it is nice to have pace or distance uh, or power from the foot pod to uh, see if I'm you know meeting that goal of trying to improve my uh, my running yeah and it may, at your age at 71 or at anybody's age you know you want to be healthy and you want to make sure okay is running making me a healthier person or is it maybe causing stress or issues um, tra- a lot of people do heart rate training they track their heart rate and they don't want to get out of a they have a certain max zone you know whether it be you know 160 180 190 whatever and then you know um, as runners our resting heart rate is pretty low so is that something that you track on the regular with a either chest strap or maybe relying on the wrist well I I do use a chest strap uh, partly because the the wrist um, units don't seem to work very well for me it uh, it generally tells me my heart rate is, uh, you know, 200 or something, uh, <laughs> uh, and very quickly. Uh, and if I believe, for me, personally, what happens is it locks into my cadence. I have a fairly quick cadence. I have a short stride, but a fairly quick turnover. Uh, so it, from what I understand, it's locking into my cadence. So instead of actually measuring my heart rate, it's measuring my footsteps so it thinks that my heart rate you know it sets off an alert that my heart rate's too high so so I use a chest strap because it's actually an electronic electric electrical you know connection yeah um, so it's uh, uh, it's more accurate and it's more responsive to ups and downs but I have I have ha- actually had trouble using heart rate as a training uh, tool I look at it more afterwards to see uh, what you know? How how high my heart rate might have gone, in, like in a 5K race. Uh, but um, my heart rate is pretty low uh, for whatever reason. I don't know if it's uh, if it's uh, from all the years of running or whatever. But um, if I try to use the uh, the normal heart rate scale, I find that it's actually too hard to get my heart rate up to what they think it should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, so uh, that, and that's where the, um, you know, either using pace or the foot pod uh, power um, works better for me. Yeah. Uh, personally. Do, uh, you know, when you go to the doctor, um, you know, as, as a 71 year old young man, um, what, I mean, what do the doctors say about, you know, hey, you know, hey, good to see you, Steve, you know, and I, I, you still running every day, you know? So what, I mean, do they advise you, well, maybe you should kind of, you know, not run as much, or do they say, hey, listen, what you're doing is, is fantastic for your heart and your body? Um, for, for the most part, they, uh, they say, don't stop what you're doing. <laughs> it, it seems to be working for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, it is interesting when I go, if I go to, uh, a doctor and a, a nurse, you know, that does the preliminary, uh, you know, uh, you know, checks your pulse, you know, checks all your vital signs, uh, and they a lot of times they'll look at my heart rate and go, uh, "Is your heart rate normally this low? Are you alive?" And, and, and uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, and then I'll, I'll say, "Well, yeah, I'm a I'm a runner," and they go, "Oh, okay, never mind." Um, and, uh, <laughs> you're one of those okay yeah. gotcha yeah well I mean I'm sure doctors would say it's definitely a good thing and you're talking about pacing yourself and I know that we've talked about this before about how um, you know at the beginning of a race 5k full marathon whatever it is 
um, that you know you got the adrenaline, you got the people with you, whether it's 50 people or 5,000 people, and you you kind of people tend to go out fast, especially if they're newer to running. But do you find um, whether it be a training run or race or whatever else that pacing yourself that's something that you've gotten over the decades that you've gotten a lot smarter about and, and not going too fast, different parts of a run or a race? Uh, it, it took me a long time to, to actually learn that. Um, you know, cause there, like you say, there's a tendency, especially uh, at the beginning of a race, even a, a longer race like a marathon, to, uh, to get yourself kind of hyped up and, and uh, go for it from the start. Um, but uh, yeah, eventually I did figure out that uh, it was a lot better to, uh, to start off at a, a relatively easy pace. And it, it kind of depends too, you know, in a marathon, uh, I usually treat the first mile just as a warm-up. And, um, you know, I've been told that it's not possible to run the first mile of a marathon too slow. And that, that, <laughs> but by them, yeah. Yeah, and uh, um, so it's, 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 it's actually correct, you know, because you even, because when you, you kind of go at, at it with the idea that you're going to run it easy, the fact that you're hyped up still ends up not being that slow. Uh, so it actually works. Uh, for shorter races like a 5K, um, I you know, realized at one point that I really have to warm up for a 5K. Um, and me, personally, that means uh, at least a two mile run to warm up, maybe three or four, you know, or Maybe we'll do something like run five miles up to the start of the heat wave. <laughs> That's what we've done it before, <laughs> which was with five minutes to spare, which is you know sometimes not the smartest thing. And that's something I've learned from you and from other runners is doing that warm up, you know, half a mile, a mile, or whatever else, and kind of getting that um, I don't know if necessarily nerves, but getting kind of the easy warm up out of the way, and then you can hammer it when the five k starts perhaps. And uh, another thing that I know you, you and I have talked about that you've helped me with is progression runs where like, you know, um, if you're running a, um, a 14 miler or a 20 miler that you uh, steadily, however you want to break it up, you get a little faster as that run goes. Um, so negative splits as they call it, um, which is kind of teaching you what you're really ideally supposed to do in a marathon. And all this stuff that you've learned, I guess for you, it's been trial and error. I mean, it's taken you years to kind of perfect like okay what's the best for Steve Warren right yeah yeah and you know some of it's slow learner because um, I, I really was told from the very beginning uh, at marathons that I went out too fast and you know my first thought you know because what normally what happened quite often is that by 18 or 20 miles you're pretty well shot and you you know end up walking and kind of going how how'd this happen I felt so good at the start you know uh, and uh, so when people told me to start slower, I, I just thought, well, I'm going to get to the 18 or 20 mile point and I'll be that much farther behind. Yeah. But in reality, what happens is that um, when you get to the 18 and 20 mile mark, you can continue to run, uh, <laughs> and which is, which is the, a key to uh, finishing a marathon well. Yeah, I mean, l losing that two or three minutes the first you know, couple miles is, is probably better for you. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you were telling me on some of the stats you were giving me, um, and this is kind of goes back to the kind of keeping track of your races and the numbers and kind of the value of that. And like you said, kind of 
the value for you is going back and looking at some of that data, whether it be the run you did yesterday or today, or looking back at, okay, what, what was I like five years ago or something like that? And you ran um, six marathons in six months in 2011, 2012, which you said it was difficult, but then that, you know, just right after that in 2012, you ran four marathons in four weeks, which felt relatively easy. So what's the difference there in terms of like, when you go, when you think back what that was like a decade ago and, and, you know, um, running more, more marathons in, 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 uh, more time, I mean, cause the four marathons in four weeks, I mean, that's one a week. Yeah. So, uh, did you, was there a, like a, did you learn something that, that was made you better? Well, um, I think I think really what kind of happened was, uh, and I didn't really realize it at the time, but running the six in six months uh, was difficult. Just um, I had a had a few marathons that didn't go well, and I finished them all. But uh, uh, they weren't they weren't ones that I looked back and said, "Boy, that was that was a great experience." It was you know it was more like, eh, "I survived that one," but. Uh, uh, I think actually what it ended up doing was it, it gave me uh, kind of a base of endurance. Uh, and then when, um, when it got, later when I uh, decided to try the four in four weeks, uh, I had a better base and I also, the first marathon of those four was the one where I actually figured out that starting slow led to a fast finish mm-hmm. uh, because because I was doing the four the f- fourth marathon was my target marathon the other three were just training runs yeah so so uh, you went easy you did less pressure you went easier perhaps right and the weekend of the um, the first of the four was supposed to be a 22 mile progression run so I kind of went at it with an idea that okay that means uh, 17 miles easy very easy pace, five miles progressively faster, uh, and then after 22 miles, it really doesn't matter because this isn't one of my. This isn't my official race. Yeah. This is just a training <laughs> run. Yeah. So, like you say, there was no pressure. Uh, I uh, ended up with the four-hour group uh, at about uh, I don't know five or six miles. Caught up with them, uh, and uh, I just hung with them and talked and. And ran and what is told told the uh, pace uh, guy that I was gonna uh, uh, at 17 miles I was gonna take off so uh, don't be surprised if eventually you see me sitting on the side of the road you know <laughs> but uh, uh, as it turned out it it, it uh, I, I you know gradually increased my pace up to the 22 mile point point and discovered that I could keep going at the faster pace and uh, so that was kind of a um, that was a, very much an eye-opener. Yeah. Uh, the, the things that people have told me all these years, I finally realized. <laughs> you had to, it had to get through you know, your, the, the skull of, of yeah, Steve. Yeah. Um, and uh, one other thing we, you know, um, talk about how, you know, you're, one of your kind of the, the way you live or kind of when maybe one of your mantras is when time gets tough, um, you can, you know, um, do what you can do. You don't need to focus too much on maybe the long-term goal. Just kind of live in the moment. And one of our friends, James Adams, who we run with sometimes, we ran with uh, at the half marathon, um, you know, training run on Saturday. Um, who he runs like these hundred milers now. We can't even keep up with him. And you know, he talks about living in that moment, running by feel truly, not even looking at his watch, not keeping track of the last mile or the next mile or whatever. 
Um, and uh, he, um, you did the virtual Boston Marathon thanks to COVID. COVID kind of ruined a lot of in-person races for uh, a couple years. And um, he ran the first half of your virtual Boston Marathon with you. And James sometimes likes to run fast. So do you. So you guys ran it uh, at a healthy pace. And so halfway through this virtual Boston Marathon, you know, Steve is is kind of uh, a little bit tired, I could tell. And so I'm, I'm the one that's going to run the second half of it with him. And, and I think I found out pretty fast a few miles in that you were like, okay, this is, we're about to, and it was humid that day. We were running on the Riverwalk in Columbus, Georgia. And so one of the things we talked about was running from lamppost to lamppost or bench to bench or something like that. So tell me about how that correlates with running and with life about how just kind of like doing what you can in, in that moment. Yeah, well, it, it's, I guess it's, it's kind of hand, handle what's right in front of you. Uh, you know, the if you do that, it seems like uh, it all eventually falls into place. It's not necessarily uh, fun, uh, uh, but uh, like you say, you know, for the virtual Boston, the, the first half, it was great. It just <laughs> happened that there was, we went out a little bit too fast, you know, for the conditions. Like you say, it was a warm, humid uh, day, which happens in Georgia all yes. the time. I, yes. believe, I think that was... September, if I remember correctly. Probably fall, yeah. yeah. But, but to me, around here, the summer lasts six months. You know, yeah. So. And uh, so uh, that was pretty much it. You know, we had to, on the on the uh, return trip especially, because uh, we basically did an out and back half uh, for the second half of the marathon. Um, it was pretty much, like you say, it was, I could make it to that park bench. You know, or I can make it to that light post, but the, the concept of making it all the way back to the finish line was a little too big of a bite yeah. at, that, at that particular time. <laughs> Another advantage with running with people, because you, yeah. I mean, who knows if you were going to just, if you were solo, you're going to be like, okay, listen, uh, you know, this is, uh, I'm going to hang it up, right? Yeah. I'm going to stop. It, it, it's, it's, it's possible, especially the, the virtual was a little bit different. Uh, it was, um, you know, I've done, I had done a few other virtual events, but they were more like long term. Uh, like the the, the, the uh, great virtual race across Tennessee, thanks yeah. to our beloved uh, Lazarus Lake, who has been on the podcast a few times, and they just had the uh, Barkley Marathons. In fact, so hopefully, maybe try to get him back on. But yeah, you did the you ran across uh, Tennessee and back. You were the you were the one of the ones that ran twice as much as everybody else, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I am kind of a sucker for a gimmick, <laughs> and. and uh, he had mentioned early on that there was a special award for the double crossers. Yeah. And so I said, oh, <laughs> double crosser, that sounds like fun. <laughs> sounds like right up my alley. You know, I'm yeah. only, you know, 67 years, 68 years old. So, um, and so one of the last things we talked at the beginning, uh, talking about the run streak. Um, and um, so how long is this going to last? So, I mean, have you, have you talked to yourself, talked to your wife about like, okay, are we going to keep this going for five years, 10? years or we you know I mean we passed the thousand mark so that that's obviously we were beyond that well it's actually a good question I guess the next uh, milestone is uh, uh, gump day which I uh, what is it I think it's 1171 days that's was that, that's, that's, that's as Forrest Gump how many days he ran yeah he uh, yeah Okay. Uh, although there's there's some debate, I think 1169 versus 1171, but I'll probably do the 1171 because it's more. Yeah. So um, that's a, that's a couple months from now. Give yeah. Or take. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but uh, I actually, uh, we'll we'll blame it, the street continuing on the Columbus Roadrunners, uh, <laughs> because uh, the um, 
the, the actual run streak that I'm doing, which is really a, a runner's world based run streak uh, is where it kind of started. Um, there really is no, um, well, like I said, they do two uh, streaks a year. One is from Thanksgiving to New Year's. The other is, uh, what is it, I think 4th of July to Memorial Day, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and uh, that's really all that they're advocating. They're, they're like 40, 40 or 41 days for the streak. Um, but some of us can't seem to stop so, uh, the, the uh, uh, when I, you know, before I got to the three-year point, I was kind of thinking, uh, three years is a nice place to stop. I could, you know, I could stop. I don't have to run every day. Sure. I can stop anytime Nobody's I want Nobody's forcing you. You're not yeah. getting paid for this. Yeah. But, unfortunately, or fortunately, or whatever, I signed up for the... The Columbus Road Run, Roadrunners uh, run 365 streak. Yeah, January 1st to December 31st. I yeah. did as well, and it's it's free. So I yeah. mean, who, I mean, who's who's not going to do something that's free, right? Yeah, and you know, so so I've kind of you know I am sort of committed to running at least through the end of the year. Yeah, you're a glut yeah. for punishment. Yeah, and we'll you know at the end of the year we'll we'll take it take it from there and see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's impressive you're staying uninjured. And uh, any other, I mean, uh, kind of closing advice for folks that are, you know, that are want, are pursuing, uh, like maybe they're right now they're running two or three days a week. They're running on the treadmill or running, you know, four or five miles. How, how do they get to, to be where they're running, you know, more often? And, um, and is that something that, like you said, that takes time, I guess, to build that up? Yeah, it takes time. And, you know, you kind of gradually add it in. Um, you know, I, uh, I have a bad habit of, of uh, you know, deciding that one day that, okay, I'm going to run a lot farther you know, and uh, uh, but uh, and, and so far it's worked out for me. Uh, but uh, I think for most people, it's probably better to like say maybe just add one day, one more day a week. You know, where you run a mile. You know, because a mile is not really that far. Yeah. Um, most people can do it in eight to fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like a huge time commitment, and uh, you know, I mean, uh, even like within the run streak. Uh, community. Uh, sometimes people that travel a lot end up running a mile in the uh, airport terminal. Yeah. Seems like you, you I, did I, that. I, I, I've, I've done that a few times, uh, yeah. unfortunately or fortunately. And my wife's like, you know, and I had my luggage with me because, I mean, I'm not going to lay my luggage, put my luggage down while I go running, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird to have like a backpack or a dragging a suitcase but while you're running down there. Like, I mean, I'm not running fast. I'm just doing a nice, you know, jog. Yeah. But uh, but people, you get a, you get a few strange looks. Yeah. Um, so, but that's okay. That's As runners, we're, we're used to that. So, yeah. well, Steve Warren, thank you so much for joining us looking forward to our next run together maybe maybe later this week and we'll figure out some kind of a run together maybe we can run a marathon together one of these days yeah. you know we'll kind of now that now that you're back on the marathon train you yeah. know, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out so, all right yeah. sounds good Enjoyed sitting down and uh, talking with Steve uh, a conversation while we're not running and in normal clothes not in running clothes and, uh, you know, it's always, uh, he, he talked about how so impressive he is. And uh, it's really somebody to look up to uh, and, and, you know, kind of uh, a goal to achieve. Because sometimes we think about the fact that people, you know, when they know that you're a runner or that you run a lot or run often, 
and uh, run long distances that, oh, you're going to mess up your knees. You're going to mess up your hips. Uh, you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to do this when you're older. Well, Steve is an example of somebody that is able to do it. He is in his early 70s, and he runs a lot. In fact, uh, I think in the year 2020, he ran 2,700 miles. So he runs typically a little more than I do, and just as fast. And uh, sometimes he has to slow down a little bit, uh, but he is definitely a trooper, a really impressive runner, especially at 71 years old. And, uh, you know, age is just a number. So, uh, you know, if you have excuses, look at Steve and uh, he keeps on going every single day for more than three years now, running at least one mile Quite impressive, uh, something to um, to try to achieve myself. So who knows? I I got a couple more years to catch up with him uh, in terms of that streak. We'll see what happens. So, um, but uh, appreciate him coming on, and uh, we're going to continue these conversations about fitness and faith on a hopefully weekly basis. And uh, I'll continue running with Steve uh, almost once a week as well. And uh, looking forward to my next marathon in about five or six weeks. I'm going to make a decision on where I'm going soon. So I will make sure to let you guys know. And uh, I'm going to close out in prayer now. Dear God, just thank you for this opportunity to talk about you, glorify you, and to talk about running and, and being fit no matter what age we are, Lord God, that our bodies are a temple, as it says in your word in the Bible, and that we uh, will you know, use our instrument uh, to do all we can uh, for your glory and also just to be healthy and to be an example for other people uh, of all ages uh, that are uh, come in contact with in our life, that, that we try to push ourselves beyond what we we think we can do because you've made us in your image uh, to live life abundantly and uh, seize the day. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you uh, guys so much. Uh, this is episode 150. I didn't mention that earlier, but uh, man, we it's kind of a, a landmark episode after doing this for uh, more than three years. Uh, so I think I started my uh, podcast probably a little earlier than uh, Steve started his run streak. So uh, we're kind of streaking together, running a mile a day and also these podcast episodes. So we'll we'll keep things going. If you have any recommendations for uh, people to talk to, issues to talk, talk about, you can send me an email, jdennis at wtvm.com. And you can go to wtvm.com slash podcast to listen to any of the previous episodes or on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple, or you can write a review as well. So uh, we'll uh, see you guys next week.